0: This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor.
1: There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy.
0: Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger.
1: and welcome to Child Proof by Betches Media. I'm Gwena Lakeland and this is Tori Phantom. And this podcast goes out to all the parents who have been
0: counting down the days till school gets back in session. And all those who will
1: miss their kids so hard once they're back in class. Can we be both? Because I'm both. I'm fucking both. (laughs) Yeah. I love my kids. Please go back to school. No, don't leave me.
0: When I was a kid and I would hear that song, that Christmas song that was in mom and dad can hardly wait for school, for school to, start, to start, again. start again. And I was like, why is this a lyric in this song? And now I'm a parent and I'm like, and mom and dad can hardly wait for school to start again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so where we live, we are in full swing back to school mode because both of us live in an area that runs early August to mid-May. Yes. So we are in full. Oh, oh
0: wait, Gwenna. What the timer.
1: Oh. The timer. They, Start
0: almost, the timer. they, almost, they almost got, got away with it. it. They, yeah, they almost got away with it. Start the timer. You just
1: angered like half the listeners I know. are like, no. <laughs> <laughs> One day we will do a timerless episode. But someday, someday.
0: But yeah, it's interesting the regional differences. I grew up in New York. So my school ran from Labor Day to mid-June. And now my kids go to school from early August to, to mid-May. Before
1: Memorial Day. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's it's a weird shift,
1: but I don't See, hate it. And I have I've was born in Oklahoma. I grew up in Oklahoma. And our schools have are always run early to mid-August to mid to late-May. Okay. My kids have
0: only gone to school in Kentucky. And every single year that I talk to my family and I'm like, no, school starts soon. They're like, this early every year. Yeah. Yes, every year it's this early. Every, every it has year. not changed.
1: <laughs> so we're going to talk about back to school, recognizing that as some of you are listening to this, your kids are already there. Yep. As some of you are listening to it, you're like, my kids just got out. How are we already shopping for back to school? They just got here. So that means that in this episode, not all of these things are applicable to all humans. Plus some of you are in districts where lunch and breakfast are provided. Some of you are fully committed to the bento box thing props yes. some of you me.
0: are in districts that provide school supplies and some of you have a list longer than the list your kid makes for Santa yes i'm stuck on christmas right now i'm so sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if if what we say here doesn't apply we get it because this is a, a such a varied experience of what it's like to send the kids to school but uh i want to discuss some of my favorite ways to get ready to send kids to school Especially those transitional grades.
0: Yes, the transitions. so coming into
1: pre-K and kindergarten, shifting to middle school, shifting to high school. One of the things I really like about my district is my district does it a little differently. Instead of having schools that serve an area, we have one school that has pre-K and kindergartners, one school that has first, second, third, a school with fourth and fifth, and then middle school and a high school.
0: Yeah, our our district has a school for pre-K kindergarten, and uh-huh. then the elementary is. First through fifth and then middle school and then high school. So not as many transitions,
1: but so, so there there are more transitions. And and I think it sort of lessens the impact of the transition because it's not I've spent this the the seven years of my life in this one building with these same familiar faces that yeah, that was a, a fifth grade teacher and I was in first grade, but I, I was still familiar with that human being. So when I got to fifth grade, that's yeah. fine. Right. But But that's, that's my district I actually kind of like it that way. Not everybody likes it that way, but my littles are going into kindergarten this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, but this is not a transitional grade for us because that was last year when they started pre-K because it's the same school and my district has all day pre-K all day, every day pre-K. See,
0: mine is going into kindergarten too, but I'm Mm -hmm. still considering it a transition because while it is the same school. Her mm-hmm. pre-K was only four days a week, and it mm-hmm. got out an hour earlier. So this is now transitioning into full day, five days a week, with no nap time.
1: Ooh, I don't actually know if they lose nap time. Oh, I hadn't considered that because they got nap in pre-K. Oh, mine has not napped since she was two years naps. old.
0: So she's actually excited it? to she she hasn't napped since she was two. So she's very excited to not have to lay down for an hour.
1: See, my, my girl child still very much needs a nap. Oh, oh. <laughs> to whoever her kindergarten teacher is. If you don't have naps, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry for you
0: if there's no nap, because that's going to be fun after school. I know.
1: <laughs> so, okay. So transitioning to kindergarten, when we were getting ready for pre-K, one of the things that we did that I felt was really important and really helped, especially for my turtle eater, not that he eats turtles. He eats the speed of a turtle. Gotcha. practice lunches. Tell me about a practice. lunch. So a practice lunch can look like a lot of things. What was really important for us is they have a 25 minute lunch period. Well, mm-hmm. my kids were used to taking as long as they needed to, to eat, mm-hmm. which I have, I have side thoughts about 25 minute lunch periods. How are Same. we encouraging Same. healthy? <laughs> anyway, There, there are logistical reasons. I know that I know. So I can have questions, but that doesn't mean that their choices that they're making in my district are less valid just because I have questions. So setting a timer for their meals, 25 minutes, just, I'm not going to make you stop eating. I'm not going to scoop away your food and throw it out. It's just, Oh, that recognition, that recognition. This is how long you're going to have in the cafeteria eating out of their lunchbox. I, I, I naively thought I was going to be a bento box mom. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I really, I really thought that was going to be a thing.
0: Yeah. I love the, I love watching the videos of the moms who have it together and they have like the cute little cutouts of the little flour cheese. And I'm like, that is, I want that to be my lunch. I'll never make it. I'm never going to make it. Me. I'm not even
1: going to make it for myself.
0: Right. I don't have that ability and that's okay. That's <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but I, I really thought I was going to be a bento box. I still have bento boxes and cookie cutters yeah. and, and they just, they just, live in the graveyard of my ADHD in the back of my kitchen <laughs> cabinets.
0: What a mood, but, but we've, we've never done practice lunches because, um, we come from a family of speed eaters
1: uh,
0: <laughs> and it's, it's mostly me. It down like a it's Hoover. literally, <laughs> it, I hate going out to eat at restaurants with people because when the server puts our <laughs> meal in front of us, I'm done in five minutes. Like you gave me that burger. It's gone it's gone. I'm, it, I ate it. I, that was so great for me. Uh, and other people like chew, I guess.
1: I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, I give, I give Jack such a hard time. Cause he's also, uh, I call him a Hoover and that's a loving sarcasm is a, a love language in our house. I call him a Hoover. I was like, did you even taste that?
0: When I was a kid, my mom used to ask me if I even tasted it. Yeah. She's like, you slow down and taste it. And I'm like, I did taste it. That's why I ate it so fast. It tasted good. (laughs) All in my face hole right now. Now I get bored. Yeah. I have other things I want to do. This is boring. (laughs) But My kids, they're they're not super slow eaters. I think that I have a question. I have a question about the practice lunches though. Mm -hmm. So... I Based on what you described, you pack your kids' lunch? No.
1: I thought I was going to.
0: But if they're eating school lunch where they have to go through the lunch line, that means that they really only have like 15 minutes because there is time there. So do you adjust the timer to practice for getting a hot lunch at school?
1: No, because I'm not that good. Oh, okay. That's valid. <laughs> I, got, I got as far as, look, you're going to have 25 minutes to ingest food. The attempt was made. Yeah, we got closer. We got, we got closer. And honestly, I'm not sure how, uh, but my son's teacher assured me, no, he ate pretty good. I mean, the, the bits that he didn't eat are just bits that he wasn't going to eat. It's not that he didn't get to them. He conscientiously rejected those bits.
0: See, I just always expect the second lunch, the second my kids get out of school, because a lot of the time their lunch is at like 1030 in the morning. And I don't like... In preschool, they got snack time, but like they don't in elementary school. So they're eating lunch at 1030. And then when I'm picking them up at 3 p.m., they're like, I'm starving. And I'm like, I believe
1: you. Let's have a second lunch. Let's have a snack. Yeah. <laughs> so luckily, my district does provide something called fourth meal. It's an afternoon snack and it's a, a, a more intense snack. So it's really balanced. There's always a fruit. There's a vegetable many times there's always a protein, there's healthy fats. So it's a very balanced nutrition. We're looking to meet all of your nutritional needs right now in the snack. But what that means is, and this is something I did not prepare for. I got an email in the middle of the school year of parents, can you please work with your littles on how to open snack packages? Pinch, pinch, pull. That's the language that we're using is pinch, pinch, pull as in either side of the package and pull. I was okay. like, Oh, I've never thought about my kids opening their own wrappers. <laughs> Cause I just, by default, rip it open here. Eat your, eat your raisins. Right.
0: Right. And that's for, for me, my kiddo last year, she, the first few days of school had come home and only some of her lunch was eaten. And I'm like, are you having a hard time in the cafeteria? Are you not hungry when lunchtime is? And she goes, I don't know how to open this. And I said, Well, did you raise your hand and like ask for help? And she kind of gives me this look and I'm like, ah, yes, she is not the one to ask for help. That's something we're working on. So I have started not fully opening, but like on a snack pack, I will tear the corner so it's ready. On her cheese stick, I will open it a little so she just has to pull it the rest of the way. Uh, on the applesauce pouch, I will break the seal. And that's, it's not teaching her to do it on her own, but. Because I have done it so often and she was used to the ways that the package is open, she kind of figured it out on her own because now she knows the mechanisms. So it was unintentionally teaching her to open it on her own hand
1: strength and half the dexterity of being able to grab the right. And it doesn't help that snack manufacturers are like, yeah, we're going to completely randomize how these snack packages. Sometimes you got to like find the tab and pull there. Sometimes it's just a rip the corner. Sometimes it is pinch, pinch, pull. Yeah. No, that makes it super easy for my four-year-old to figure out how to open the snack that you're marketing for four-year-olds. Thanks. (laughs) My,
0: My oldest kid always laughs at me because I open everything with my teeth. I just I just grab the the snack pack and I grab the corner and I just rip it with my teeth and she's like, Mom, stop opening things with your teeth. And I'm like, you're not my mom.
1: She's right though. Stop (laughs) opening. She's right. I
0: shouldn't open it with my teeth, but I do. It's fine. It's fine. Things are going great. If you're a wine lover, I'm going to let you in on a little secret for finding your new favorite wines. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your wine preferences that are as unique as you are. To start, I answered a few quick questions on their website about what flavors I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red, white, or rosé. Based on my answers, Firstly Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored, so I get more of what I enjoy. I really love how Firstleaf tailors to my needs, and I really like cooking with wine, so i found so many different flavor profiles to include through Firstleaf. Besides the great wines, the best part of the Firstleaf Wine Club is the perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge and can choose when and how often I want my box delivered. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order. Join the club today and discover new wines you'll love with Firstleaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com childproof to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L. L-E-A-F dot
1: com slash childproof. Try firstleaf slash childproof. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling Superpower Short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honeylove. One of the other things that we did do in preparation for pre-K or kindergarten was We put together and started doing, before school started, this hello, goodbye, secret handshake. And we call it a handshake. It's not, it's somewhere between a handshake and a dance and a mantra. And I'm not going to share what ours is with you because it's, it's for us, but we worked together to figure out what that is. So when they're getting out of the car, we say this hello, goodbye, when they get back in the car. We say this hello, goodbye as kind of a marker of, okay, especially if you have, and this is, I think more common now because of pandemic, especially if you have been their sole care provider for the whole four to five years of their life, it's going to feel really awkward for both of you to be like, okay, I guess you're somebody else's problem today. See you. Bye. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. cry. I'm not going to cry. And like you, you trust your kids' teachers, you trust your kids' yeah. schools, but it's still just this kind of gut punch of oh, yeah, it's, I'm not the one, I'm not the sole, so I'm not the sole one responsible for my child's safety, education, and yeah. well being. I'm sharing this with yeah. my village. See, I'm tapping in my village for that
0: transition to kindergarten specifically. I have a book that I've had forever now, and it's uh, the night before kindergarten, and I've always read that to them. Yeah, it's very cute. Very cute storybook of the night before kindergarten. wonder if I can get it in time for school to start. I bet you could. And, and there's actually a lot of kindergarten-centered books that are like a great, I always read a bunch of them before kindergarten starts. And But the, the thing that I do for all of my kids, and this was even when my youngest was in pre-K, right, because they're all in the car while I'm dropping them off at their various schools, is when we head out the door, I yell, give me your song. And each of them gets to pick one song that I will add to my Spotify queue. And we have a dance party on the ride there. And so everyone gets to start their day with their favorite song. And it's not an argument of whose song is first because there is an order I drop the children off. So that's the order we go to make sure everyone gets their song. And it is a really fun way to get started. And when I am pulling up to drop them off, I say to them, I love you so much. Have a great day. That is not a suggestion; it's a requirement. As they leave, uh, but do you want to know a funny story? Yes, about please. That about that. Uh, First please.
1: of all, I am going to be stealing the Spotify queue.
0: Yeah, it's great. It's great, and it's fun too because you hear the kids' songs, right? And it is so fun for them when you know the words to their obscure favorite songs yes. and you are like just jamming with them. But so this one time last year. We had a, a rough morning, probably something to do with a shoe. I don't remember. and <laughs> It's typically where it starts. is typically shoes. where it starts. But my, my kiddo was in a grumpy mood, right? Mm-hmm. She's just grumpy. And it's okay to be grumpy. I don't fault my kids. I don't... Especially con- morning grumps. Right. Exactly. I'm not disciplining or giving consequences for being grumpy in the morning, especially if you're doing everything you have to do. You just have a bad attitude about it. Like, that is so relatable. That's fine. But so we're d- driving up... And they're about to get out of the car. And I say, you know, have a great day. And my kiddo steps out of the car, turns around and goes, I hope you have a bad day. (laughs) And shut the door. (laughs) And walked into school. And I laughed so hard. I was like, oh, my gosh. Did you you hear the Mortal Kombat finish (laughs) then right after that? (laughs) Yeah. But so then when I picked her up from school, right? Because she's in a great mood when I picked her up from school. She got over it. She probably didn't even remember saying that to me. But she gets in the car. And I said, I'll have you know. I had a good day. (laughs) Petty meets petty, bitch. (laughs) And she cracked up. She's like, I didn't really mean it when I said that, Mom. I was just grumpy. I said, I know you didn't. But
1: I still had a good day. Mm. (laughs) Okay, so this, this step that I feel is vital no matter what grade you're going into, I know you are going to relate to. So we, in our family, the first day of school outfit is an important thing. Oh yeah. Oh it's, yeah. It is a vital piece of starting school is picking out your first day of school outfit. Yes. But, uh, so we, when we get back to school clothes, um, we only get them on a need basis. If you need new shorts, we will get new shorts, but mm-hmm. we're not shopping for back to school clothes for the sake of getting a new wardrobe. That's how it yeah. works in our family.
0: That's same here. We, we will buy a few new items. But if there's still a bunch of clothes that fit you that are not stained or tattered, like we're going to replace the items we need to. Or if you have changed sizes over summer, and sometimes that happens. Sometimes we do have to new wardrobe it. But otherwise, it's really we're going to get a few new things. But that first day of school outfit like that one's special.
1: So, but that one, that one's preserved. You cannot wear your first day of school outfit until the first day of school. And then after that, all bets are off. Wear it whenever you want, as long as it's clean. Yeah. Um, But the first day of school outfit, that is preserved. Except, except for one time, uh, a few days uh, typically we actually do it around July 25th cause we do something called Christmas in July, um, where we get all of our school stuff. Anyway, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a cute tradition that it we is, do in our family. It's very cute and very extra. And I love that about you. <laughs> but we will put on our whole outfit. If there's new shoes involved, if there's tights, new drawers and panties, if those are involved, if those, those were required. We'll put on the whole outfit and we'll rock that outfit for a couple hours. Yeah. The reason we're doing that is because we are checking A, fit. Yeah. B, You want to feel good about this outfit, especially if this is a transitional grade, if this is the first time they're going to this new school, either school in general or new middle school or new high school, you want to be feeling yourself.
0: Yeah. Everything else is so new. So one thing that our children have control over is how they feel about themselves walking into this
1: situation. And not just how they look. Like I'm really careful to, to hype my kids up, not just how they look, but how it makes them feel. And that's... That's a great time to check for that sensory issue. They put on that first day of school outfit. They have a fashion show and we are checking. Is that, is that tag itchy? Do you want me to cut that tag out? Is there like a thread that I need to take the lighter to because it's just a little tail left over from production? Like, or is this, did we guess wrong? Is this going to be a nightmare for you? And we need to head back to the store and find a new first day. Is
0: this the wrong texture of pant? That's a real discussion I have to have in my house. And that's. School shopping, I think, also gets kind of more fun as they get older for, for, like, the clothing shopping because then they really have more opinions, right? Because when they're little, like, you get to pick it all out and it's really cute. And, like, they might have favorite characters that you make sure to get, whatever. But as they get older and they're like, I have opinions on my way that I want to express myself to the world. And the thing that I did this year that's really exciting for me, I just did this, like, yesterday. I sent my kid a link to a kids clothing website and I because she hates shopping in person she hates it and I'm like listen I wonder where she gets that from I no idea (laughs) apple doesn't fall far from the tree so I sent it to her and I said listen I said you don't need to spend an hour doing this I said but go ahead and look through this website and just any links to things that you like or want I said Send them to me and then we can make a list of what you actually need or want from there. But you have opinions. And if I try to pick up, pick out your clothes, I think you're not going to be super happy with it. So you take look at this website, figure out what you like, send it my way. And then my middleest kiddo told me that she wants to be punk. Okay. Rock and roll punk. So I am <laughs> trying to make that happen for a seven-year-old and she's really cool but they don't make a lot of punk clothes for seven year
1: olds so we're we're working on it it's going to be in the accessories i think (laughs) see we get i got to do something one step above not just sending links and be like shoot back what you want this year uh abby got to get a new wardrobe uh, mm-hmm. which is, again, not a thing we do every year, but it just so happened that this year a couple different things happened. Um, her score, her sport schedule changed up a little bit. Uh, her vibe sort of changed because she's almost 16 and that happens. Mm-hmm. So this year I was like, okay, here's what you're going to do. You have to, through jobs and other means, you have to earn X dollars. I will match X dollars. And then I bought her a Visa gift card. And said this is for your clothes i love this and i I walked her through the checkout process to make sure that everything was on the up and up i had already done the due diligence on the visa gift card to make sure that like she could use it like a debit and like it wasn't going to error or something i explained i was like you can't go over or it will reject the whole purchase so like we explained the mechanisms and then i was like You're on your own. And that's
0: a great way to teach money too because kids will spend all of the money unless it's theirs. And then they're a little bit more careful. Do I actually want this? Do I want to see if there's a sale? Is there a different item that is a little less? That is, I love that. I'm going to steal that in a few years when we get to that that point. that's
1: Yeah, Abby was on her own. The only thing I was like, if something comes in and it is different than we expect, either because it fits your body different or we didn't read the description very well and it's going to violate dress code. We, we're we going to have to return it. Um, so that's a conversation that we need to. And she had to show me what she was buying. But yeah, she was on her own. She had to raise a certain amount of funds and then I would match a certain amount of funds. I love that. She
0: raised and I matched. Okay. So another question. When it comes to yeah. new school clothing, wardrobe, mm-hmm. do you buy new mm-hmm. shoes every year? Like for school?
1: Yes, but that is only because they typically need new shoes after the summer has destroyed the other shoes. See, for us,
0: it kind of depends on the year. So my kids this year, they've been wearing their Crocs and their sandals a lot over the summer. But we just bought them new sneakers in the last month of school because that's when they needed them. And they are not brand new, but they're there's nothing wrong with them and they still fit. So I'm like, I'm not going to drop another hundred dollars on sneakers that they don't need just because they're new. Like I'll just run them through the wash if we need to.
1: So the only, the only reason my kid, the girl child got new, what we call fancy shoes. So they're not tennis, They're not sandals. In this t- case, they're just like glittery ballet slides. And then because I have twins, the boy child also got new fancy shoes. So we've got tennis that are worn ninety eight percent of the time, and then we've got dress up shoes. His happened to be tennis like, but they're the nicer like I don't know what they're called. My millennials really coming out because I want to say Keds, but they are not Keds. Like loafers? No, they're not loafers. Anyway, it doesn't matter.
2: Irrelevant. <laughs> that'll be
1: the rest of the episode as us just trying to think oh, of, the of, trying of the name of the type of what shoe. what this damn yeah. shoe is called. <laughs> So he got that because the girl child got new shoes because she had outgrown her other fancy shoes. They were older and she was already at the cusp, but she finally put them on one day. And I was like, why is that shoe? Oh, your toe is completely folded up under there. Okay. We're beginning to practice foot binding here. We got to get rid of these, babe mom fail. But yes, she had to get new ones. And then yes, did I buy my son shoes that he did not technically need to avoid him melting down that his sister got shoes and he didn't? Yes. I do not choose this battle.
0: Like sometimes we buy our kids just because they need things. And sometimes we are in a financially privileged position where we can say, yeah, you just want it. Like sometimes we just buy things we want. As adults, we do it. And we could do that for our kids sometimes too. And I think that's totally fine. Fancy shoes for everyone except me. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again.
1: My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade.
0: Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing
1: fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating and zero calories calories
0: so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self
1: thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available. relieve sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Do you get your kids a new backpack every year? No, I don't. Oh. I
0: I have a method that I go along with here and it has worked for me. And like, because when I was a kid, I get a new backpack every year, but I never knew what to do with the old one. And I ended up with like a <laughs> weird backpack graveyard in my closet. <laughs> and uh, I never understood why I needed a new backpack because like the one that I had was fine. And yeah. so like I've talked to the kids and they don't particularly care, right? There are reasons that I will get them a new backpack. Mm-hmm. Number one being it is reaching the end of its life. Yeah. Uh, so like my oldest kid and she's in a transitional, she's going to middle school. She has carried the mm-hmm. same Evie Lucian backpack for years and mm-hmm. she loves it and it is starting to wear down, right? Because she got it during COVID time. So it's like, it yeah. was not really used that year. And so it's fine, but she's like, I think I want just a plain backpack this year. And I was like, that's totally valid. I was going to ask yeah. if you wanted one th- this year anyway, my middleist kiddo treats her backpack like a battering ram and it just just gets chucked sometimes and so she will get a new one this year because the straps are falling off it only lasted her one year that's okay uh my littlest will be using the same backpack because it's in perfect condition it's Mm -hmm. still something she really likes and it also houses her extensive keychain collection and so well, like, I don't see a reason to change that one, especially because mm-hmm. like back nice backpacks can be really pricey, pricey. Yeah. And so if I'm spending that money and investing in a nice backpack and it is still in great condition, unless they specifically are like, "I just don't like this character anymore or this is this strap is starting to rip, Okay, we'll replace it. But if there's mm-hmm. not an absolute like we need to, we don't, it's just not a thing that we really have a priority in it just carries stuff.
1: While we don't go with a whole new wardrobe, we may or may not get new shoes. It's all need-based. Yeah. The backpack. The backpack is the, the pivotal moment of, oh, okay, back to school is real because we have picked out our backpack. Okay. So, and like I said, we do this Christmas in July thing. We set up a little Christmas tree and I pack all of their school supplies. In and you their just play that backpack. song,
0: Mom and Dad Can Hardly Wait for School to Start Again on Repeat the whole time.
1: <laughs> we watch Elf. <laughs> <laughs> anyway we 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 have fancy dinner which fancy dinner for us means we door dashed yeah oh for sure That's a fantasy <laughs> so uh yeah but but the new backpack is it's big and and this year i picked out my littles backpacks based on what i knew they would like i don't know if next year i will pick out their own backpacks. Packs, or if they will pick them out and for abby i no longer expect to have to replace her backpack because she has reached the point of no i love this backpack it meets all my needs it fits all my stuff (laughs) it's just your emotional support backpack i have one of those i take it
0: anytime i go anywhere i'm like that's my backpack that's the one
1: (laughs) so she she did in fact decide she wanted to replace the backpack but the one she wanted was way above what i was willing to spend on a backpack so i was like I'm going to give you the 35 I'd be willing to spend, you make up the rest. And she did. Yeah. Yeah. Because again, every opportunity to teach about money, right.
0: And it and it teaches that that inherent value, like is it worth the work for me to earn this? And if it is, they're going to do it. And if it isn't, that's teaching them something about how to put value on things.
1: But here's my thing about clothing, and this is true of all ages that are still actively growing. Mm-hmm. Like my 15-year-old has pretty much peaked out she yeah. is the size she's going to be as an adult right but i call it the autumnal flux theory tell me more i love a theory <laughs> what fits now will absolutely not fit when school starts oh, Absolutely, it doesn't matter if it's roomy now uh-huh. yeah two weeks before school it's roomy when school starts it will not fit. Or
0: you buy it, Rumi, because you're like, they're going to grow. And then it just is baggy. That's the
1: flux. Mm-hmm. There's no... What is too big will remain too yeah. big. They'll grow which... into
0: it. No, they won't. They're going to stain it before they ever grow into it. It will be ruined. <laughs> the
1: dryer is going to eat it. Something's going to happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They yep. will not grow into their things that are too big. Which, uh, honestly, too big is a much easier thing to wear than too small. yes. But when we're talking about stick figure shaped boys that have their daddy's hip and butt structure, which is to say none, (laughs) those pants that are too big, well, there's nothing to grab onto. Belts don't work. They just go straight down. (laughs) Yeah
0: well in and, and your kid like a is rectangle, tall too. a very skinny rectangle yeah. and he's very tall and so i think that's the thing that that sucks when you're buying kids clothes because they're so uniform in sizing and it's like this is the average size and it's like so then your kid is just wearing uh like ankle cut pants constantly because there's no long enough pants unless they don't fit the waist at all and the belt doesn't help
1: it's a good thing that cuff with the boots thing is hot now kid because you don't have a choice <laughs> <laughs> We're just gonna like barely cuff the bottom of it to make it look like we cuffed it all the way and then are just gonna oh, right. put the boot on and Okay, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Moving off the littles, let's specifically talk about transitioning into middle school and high school. Cause the okay. it's pretty much the similar same experience. I know you haven't done a high school transition. Yeah, I of. have now completed a high school transition. Wow. But you do have a middle school transition this I year. I do. I do have that happening right now. So what steps have you taken to help your fresh middle schooler be ready for middle school? We have talked about a lot of
0: the feelings involved. And I have talked to her friends. So on brand for you. Yeah, I've talked to her friends, too, because they like I'm the hangout house and, you know, because school is starting soon. And I said, are you guys excited? And they're like, yeah, we're some excited, but also very nervous. And I think that is such a valid way to feel middle school is a big transition. And so when I hear like, especially like my kid who's coming to me and saying, I'm nervous, I'm nervous about these specific things. And then it's like, okay, I hear you. And that's valid. But I do my best to kind of flip the script into why that The silver lining of it. So, like, I am nervous because I am now responsible to get myself in between classes. And I also have to stop at the locker. And what I only have like four minutes. And I'm like, okay, I get it. But how cool is it that they, we all know as parents and teachers, that you are so ready to be able to do this on your own? You don't have to walk in a single file line anymore because you are so ready for this and they wouldn't put you into this position if you weren't and that means you get to be more independent and that is so exciting and also the locker thing. Yeah, okay, we only have a couple minutes, but like let's pull out a timer and I'm going to hit start and let's just see how long a minute takes. Cuz yeah. I bet it feels yeah. a lot longer than you think it does. And you're going to yes. you're going to have time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I I did the same thing to help my transitional middle schooler. Okay, so your passing period and that's and i start using the language that i know they use Mm -hmm. so the time between classes is called passing period in our school district yeah so your passing period is five minutes here's what five minutes feels like and i was like i don't want you to do anything we're not going to walk it's so painful you're just going to watch this timer for five minutes and then i was like oh that's so long okay now let's flip the script now you're going to have a series of tasks. You have to go from one end of the house to the other end of the house. You have to pick up three blue things, two green things and a red thing. I don't I, care what I'm those gonna are. I'm going to try that.
0: I'm going to implement this because I didn't take it that far, but I'm going to now.
1: (laughs) So, But now this is what five minutes feels like when you've got stuff to do. You've got to stop by a teacher and drop off a note. You have to swing by your locker and pick some stuff up. You have to, you know, go turn something in at the library because it's your last opportunity to do it. And you still have to make it to class on time. So that's what we're practicing with this timer transition.
0: And I think the other thing too is the social pressure involved in the middle school or high school transition. That's, that's heavy, right? And so when you're talking to kids who are entering middle school specifically, I think that's probably when it hits the hardest is because they know they are 100% the only ones who don't know what's going on. And, and it can be overwhelming. And I hear that like, well, I'm afraid I'm not going to have classes with any of my friends. And so the way that I combat that one is, well, you're definitely going to have some classes, with some of your friends. It's not going to be like it was before where you saw the same kids all day every day. But the other cool thing is that middle school is where all the elementary schools join up. So now you are going to see your friends and you are going to meet so many other cool people. And so your friend group is going to get bigger. You are going to have all of these opportunities and you're still going to see your friends. And guess what? You can see them in the hallway too. When you're both passing to go to your next class, you could say, hi, it's not is, it sounds like it's a lot, and it, it is at first, but you're going to be just fine. It's I think you're going to like it.
1: <laughs> well, and and for, for us, we come back to that. When, so this was such a transition for me to handle because I am an introvert. I have a close section of very good friends, like oversharing <laughs> to the max. Kind you're of just discussing guns. us right
0: now. Yeah, as a friend, Pretty
1: much. So I've got a very tight, close group of friends who know everything. Abby, my eldest, who is the one who has made it through middle school and is now deep into high school. We're not even on a tra- transitional grade this year. She's a sophomore. She is an extrovert. She, her type of people are the reason I have friends. Most of my friends, with the exception of Tori, <laughs> I have because an extrovert adopted me and yeah. decided that I am their friend. friend. Just, this is what it is now. Yeah. Looking at you, Emily. Looking at you, Rachel. <laughs> Shout out to the inner circle there. We immediately started taking a look at the clubs, the extracurricular activities, the, the sports that my kid happens to be athletic or the performance or the art or the look at all of these things that you can do during your lunch period. You want to make new friends Go join German club. You want to have a new experience? Check out the D and D club, you know, the robotics, all of these things we can't overcommit. So we are going to have to have really good discussions about what do we want to do? How does this help us? Um, Do you have a plan for knowing German? Are you wanting to go to Germany for a foreign exchange program when you're older? German club. Yeah. German club. Yeah. Um, do, Do you want to, Do you, at this point, and nothing is solid, but at this point, do you want to go into software engineering? Okay, Robotics Club is probably good for you. So we can pick things that are socially driven, we can pick things that are goal-driven, and we can pick things that just sound fun. See, when I talk to my kids about
0: the social stuff, because fellow introvert here, when I talk to my kid about like going to middle school, doing all this, and I'm like, here's this really positive spin on it. What I am doing is cosplaying as someone who wasn't heavily bullied in middle school, with no friends, uh, my kid is not me. She's not bullied. She's very likable, and she has great friends. And so I'm like, this would have been helpful to hear if I wasn't who I was in middle school. I can make this positive for you, my friend. <laughs> but we we look at the clubs because she's social, but she's also very niche interest. And she's like, well, I definitely want to do this club. And I'm like, cool. What about this one though? Because this one could be really good for you. And she's like, I don't know about that one. I'm like, okay, but. Here's why I think this is a good idea, because I know where your interests lie and I know what you wanna do in the future, but sometimes we have to take the opportunities given to us to find the opportunities we want. And so while it might not be your favorite thing, you might enjoy it, we could try it out, and we don't wanna limit ourselves because this is, again, this great boom of independence where you have all these opportunities and you shouldn't pass them up because you just are like, meh, I probably, I don't think I'd like it. But you might like it. Look
1: into it. Middle school is where I began the negotiations of commitment. Okay, I feel with the fully, ad- fully developed adult brain, like you would really enjoy this and benefit from this and make connections or learn things or experience things that you're going to love. So this is my adult assessment of this situation. But that does not cover the juvenile assessment of the situation. Their kid brains are like, that sounds fucking boring, mom. I I actually,
0: I was thinking about it, but now that you told me I should do it, I'm not going to
1: oppositional defiance (laughs) engaged. So, but that's when I started, okay, I hear your concerns and you could be right, but I could also be right and you could love this. Mm -hmm. So, how long are you willing to give this experience? I'm going to say minimum a month. So we can't go lower than a month because you've got to get some time in with it. How long are you willing to give this experience before quitsies if you still want to quit after that time period? I'll give it the semester. Okay. So yeah. you can't leave for the semester or I'll give it the year or I'm only willing to give it the quarter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It's the compromise. Give it the quarter. It's, and then we will assess.
0: It's exactly that. We're not forcing them to do it. We are giving them a reasonable list of reasons and we are encouraging them to try something new. And sometimes it's really a hard no. Like, I have no interest in this and I think I'm going to be miserable. And in that case, okay, I trust your judgment on your opinion, on well, your interests. Well,
1: and no, I have no qualms going I disagree with your assessment, but I'm not going to push it any right. further.
0: Because, and it's especially if they give you a hard no on one thing, but the other mm-hmm. thing, they are open to that compromise.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Okay, That's fine. Yeah. yeah it's we'll a give and take. pursuing this. Right. <laughs> okay. So as far as getting your kids ready, I think probably the most important thing is check your emails. They are going to email you so much shit. And this is for all grade levels. Yeah. They're going to email you about Meet the Teacher. They're going to email you about freshman orientation. They're going to email you about schedule pickup. Emails, emails, emails. I, and then they're going to give you a laundry list of 17 different apps. I Can I rant about this? Yes, because I want to rant about this
0: okay, as well. Because, and I want to caveat our rant with... We understand the limitations that the districts and the teachers have. Mm -hmm. This is not a complaint about teachers. We love teachers. We appreciate teachers. This is 100% a rant about how bad I am with technology. Yes.
1: (laughs) I can Let me describe my, my elder millennialness yeah. here.
0: I thought I would keep up with the technology when I was in high school. My parents didn't get it. False. And I was like, when I am a parent someday, I am never going to not understand. Um, I was so wrong. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. But it's because like I have get... to log into the parent portal, which there's no uh-huh. way I'm going to remember my password. I'm going to reset time. the reset password. password every time. And then like, there's this app that I need for this class, this app I need for this school, this app that I need for this other mm-hmm. school, but also this secret second app that I might need sometimes. <laughs> And there's direct messaging, but then there's also like 74 bulletins, but it's for the school wide and I only need to see four of them, but I can't Did I see it? Did I already see this? I don't know. And then my kid is like, did you check this app? Which one? Which one? Which one? And then there's four emails telling me to do seven different things. And my Google calendar is bumping right now with orientation (laughs) stuff coming up. Let me tell you, I am like, I am so stress that i am going to forget something i'm like i think i have it all written down i think i have all the right apps
1: i think i've done all the steps maybe <laughs> so i complicated my own fucking issues here it sounds like Be- you yeah, yeah <laughs> on brand for me um because the seven goodjabillion apps that we have to download so first i conscientiously divide my twin children into different classes which means in our district i could need a dojo and a peach tree and a Google classroom and a parent portal and a nutrition portal and a, my school calf and a library and all of these things times two, because I separated my, I don't have to separate my children. I just feel it is better for my specific twins to be separated in classrooms. Yeah. That's not a universal decision. That is what works for my parents like their twins
0: together in the classroom. And that is okay too.
1: That's, that's totally valid. It's not going to work for us. I have a dominant twin. My, one of my children has dominant twin syndrome, which means they will defer to the other I one. didn't regardless. know that was a thing. I know oh, yeah, you've no, talked
0: it's... about it in like yeah. passing, but I didn't know that was actually like a it is. specific thing. I'm going to Google dive It is.
1: Google it's it's a psychological that thing that yeah. happens in some twins. Not I'm, all. I'm going to research the heck out of that later. <laughs> but, but I also have a child that's 11 years older than those two. In my district, (laughs) thinking how many people could possibly have kindergartners and sophomores at the same time (laughs) meet the teacher and sophomore schedule pickup same night. Oh, fun! There's only two parents, we have to be present for all three children to do the things they need to do.
0: Oh, okay. Have
1: you considered getting a twin? cloning did we do how are we on the cloning technology and can i do it in like three weeks can it can i grow a new copy of
0: myself it's literally like i'm it's like plug and play of the when can i be and you're like i, I can't prioritize one over that they're all equally important i
1: <sighs> but the other the other thing that the emails are going to do is not only tell you about the seven goodjabillion apps if your kid wants to do sports probably need a sports physical which is not just a immediate oh i can put this on the, like there's extra yeah. steps you have to take for that your general physician and your urgent most urgent cares can do a sports really? physical for you yeah but cool. check with your district because my district requires specific forms from a specific site mm-hmm. uh, to be downloaded and that physical form has to be completed by my kid's doctor this may also apply and just because your kid doesn't do sports does not necessarily mean if your kid wants to do choir band, orchestra, drama, they may also require a performance-ready fitness check, especially for things like marching band or jazz choir or drama, whether maybe dancing and musicals. Mm-hmm. They want to make sure that your kid can safely do that. And if your kid maybe, maybe you just didn't know that your kid had this thing going on. Yeah. So, yeah, check your check your emails. There's going to be so many of them. Yeah, my, my oldest...
0: Was never into sports because she's copy paste to me, not her yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. She's got the coordination of a drunk frog. <laughs> and again, that's for me. It's not an insult to her. It's a, it's an observation about the two of us as people.
1: The <laughs> By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman you totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, the Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com.
2: Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Now it is time for a game called
0: Sweet or Tangy, sponsored by Ocean Spray. I recently discovered a snack hack that my whole family is fiending over, Ocean Spray's snack medley. Ocean Spray has created the perfect mix and match dried snack blend. The snack medley comes with a variety of delicious combos so every kid can have something they like, such as mighty cranberries with sweet blueberries, mind-blowing mango, and juicy pineapple.
1: All right. So we are going to describe a, a moment of our precious earthbound angels being either sweet or tangy, and then we'll discuss whether we think that moment was actually sweet or tangy.
0: Okay, so I have a good one for you. Okay. Okay, because yep. I, I need your help figuring out if this was sweet or tangy. Mm-hmm. I got mixed feelings, okay? So the other night, I go to tuck my kid in, okay? Mm-hmm. And I did the good night. I love you, sweet dreams. The whole nine yards. I tuck her in and as I'm walking out the door, I look back in and I go, I love you. And she goes, Ugh. <laughs> And I was like, what?
1: what? She's inconvenienced by that. What?
0: And she goes, mom, I love you. But you tell me you love me too much. I already <laughs> know you love me. You don't have to say it all the time. That's tangy. That's straight up tangy. tangy. She's just, Mom, you don't have to tell me. I already know. Why do you keep telling me? Why do you keep saying you love me? I already know you love me. That's tangy wandering into tart. (laughs) The audacity. It's like like a little, there's there's a touch of sweetness there because she's literally like, like, I know I am so confident. I am so confident in the love you have for me that I don't ever want you to say it again.
1: you show me you don't have to tell me mom i have to like
0: tally how many times i say it in a day like we have a limit A love you limit <laughs>
1: there's, there's there's such a thing as too much love apparently yes, apparently tori. <laughs> it
0: was just i think it was just the mood that night but it was a tangy, yeah. mood, you it know? Was a tangy mood it was tangy that was, i already that was know you love mood. me i already know
1: <laughs> i love you tori
0: you'd say it too much honestly <laughs>
1: That's it for Sweeter Tangy, sponsored by Ocean Spray. Ocean Spray Snack Medley is the go-to snack for me and my family with their individually portioned packs of five. They're perfect for tossing a few into my bag of snacks.
0: We eat them all the time. Their Snack Medley is pre-portioned made with real fruit and they're amazing on the go. Their powerfully bold flavor combos make it so there is a flavor for everyone in my family.
1: Learn more about Ocean Spray Snack Medley at oceanspray.com or find them in the dried fruit aisle in a store near you. (sighs)
0: <sighs> that timer went off at The right time
1: actually Email us at Childproof at Betches
0: And we are also All over social media I am at Tori Phantom She is at Mama Cusses, And of course You should be following At Betches Moms On Instagram too
1: And so you don't miss an episode Be sure to subscribe To Childproof On Apple, Spotify Or wherever you listen To your favorite podcasts And don't forget To leave us a rating On Apple and Spotify And remember Sometimes Our kids are assholes And sometimes it's us Child Proof is produced by Rebecca Salzmakat and Sean Kilby. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at @BetchesMoms on Instagram and send us your email to momsatbetches.com.
0: Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy,
1: perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon.
0: The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Batches.